Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's your girl, and guess what? I'm kind of unemployed today. I'd say more than yesterday, uh, but that's okay. You know what? Every day is new when you're uh, a freelancer. Um, I'm so excited for our guest today. She is someone, this is going to be like a, a first meeting, like a first date. Honestly, this is a first date for all of us. I feel like uh, she's so funny and I she's had really cool jobs. And I was like, I really want to have her on the podcast. She is an Emmy nominated two-time Emmy-nominated director and producer. She's currently working on The Drew Barrymore Show. She was formerly at Full Frontal with Samantha B. We have Anna Breton with us today. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. From I love having other Annas on the pod. <laughs> I know. It's the best. How are you? You you look great. For those of you not on Patreon, I mean, her background, this is a setup. You know what I mean? I know you're a director. You directed this well. <laughs> Thank you. You should be on Patreon just to look at me right now. Absolutely. So. The hair, the backdrop. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm like trying. I'm sitting in front of the sun right now to, to hide it. Do you see this? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you can just you can just blur your background on Zoom. Hot tip, if you want. For to. some reason, mine doesn't let me do any fun backgrounds. <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know what I did, but whatever, whatever. Um, how are you? Thanks for being here. You're a busy lady. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. I have a baby. I had a pandemic baby, so getting a little bit time away to chat with adults is really nice. Congratulations! <laughs> I love the. Thank you. When did you have her? Like. Mid pandemic beginning, like so the pandemic start started in March and then I had her in May. So it was right kind of right away. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Were you like were you freaking out when everything started to shut down and you were like, What am I gonna do oh. when I have this kid? A hundred percent. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's frightening. Yeah. Was your husband able it to was, go with you? So yes, because we actually so my due date was right when the boat was coming into New York City that they turned into a hospital. Do you remember that? No. A there boat? Was, there was, they turned a Navy boat into a, like an excess hospital. Anyways, <laughs> he wasn't going to be able to be in the delivery room if we had stayed in New York. So we left back to our home state of Utah to give birth. And I had a really lovely experience there. Oh, and he was good. able to be there. I'm so yeah. glad. I had friends who had babies. And I remember them just being like, no one can go. Like... That's scary. Yeah. You know, I yeah, haven't, that was... I haven't had one, but I've, I've seen the film, the movies, you know, and, <laughs> and the TV shows and I, you don't want to be alone for that. <laughs> no, you, no one should. It's terrifying. Uh, okay. Well, congratulations. She's adorable. I have seen her on social media. Um, I appreciate the parents who put their kids on the social media. You know, there a lot of parents hide them and Ellen and I were talking about this with an influencer. I'm like, I'm like, just show us the baby. We want to see it. You don't have to do it all the time, but you know, I feel like I put her everywhere except Twitter because people tend to be really mean on Twitter. So I'm like, oh, I don't, mean, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want the strangers commenting. So yeah. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I had trolls trolling my. I put a photo of my mom the last weekend at my brother's wedding. And some bitch on Twitter was like, she needs a stylist. This woman can't dress. I was like, who are you to make fun of my 60-something-year-old mom? Goodbye. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you're smart not to do it on Twitter, you know? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I hope you block that person. No, I loved it. I, I honestly, <laughs> I screenshot it and sent it to my mom. I was like, you're famous. You did it. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Oh, well, so tell me, have you been employed this entire time? I mean, you're working on one of my favorite shows on TV right now. She is a delight, Drew Barrymore. I hope she's a, it's a delight to work there because it's so fun to watch. It is pure delight. And it honestly couldn't have come at a better time because, you know, pandemic was crazy for everybody. And sh the show is just such a light in, it was such a light in the middle of everything that was going on. So working on the show is just like, I don't know. It's just like eight hours of my day that I'm like recipes and feel good stories and like yeah. talking to very happy people. And Drew's wonderful and she's just full of ideas and so energetic. Um, I have been luckily so lucky and I'm so grateful that I was employed during the whole pandemic. Um, I gave birth at the start and then I went on maternity <laughs> leave and then 
I kept working for Full Frontal for a couple months, and then I got the opportunity to apply for Drew. And of course, I was like, "Of course, oh, I'm going to cool. apply." And I and I got it, and I switched over during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been there ever since. So it's been I, I just feel so lucky to have been able to. Yeah, you're working for these powerful women in entertainment. This is like, (laughs) like you, you are living the dream. I said to Ellen, I was like, she's had really cool jobs. She's worked for like female run shows. You know what I mean? Like that you don't see. I mean, that's my goal. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, that's going to be my goal from now on. If you have a host, that's a, that's a powerful woman. I want to be working there. You're hired because this will become a show and uh, (laughs) we'd love to have you. I watched your reel earlier today. Yes, thank you. I did. Your reel was great. I knew everyone in it. Oh. I was so excited. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um, wait, I that's cool. I didn't know the timeline of this. I thought you had been done at Full Frontal, and had because when did Drew Barrymore's show start? Did it start in the pandemic? She fully started a show in the pandemic. Wow. Like, truly, yeah. It started in September, but of course, like the brainstorming of the show was way before that, sure. and they just they just had to figure out how to do it and. Like hats off to her and the team that started off without an audience, without anything, you know, nobody knew what was happening and where other shows were like pulling back. She's like, let's go into the studio. Let's do it. And so. So did you, I assume everyone was remote, right? Did you not meet like your coworkers for months until. You know, I still have not met my direct (laughs) team. So I have like a team of seven that I have not met yet. (gasps) I did get a chance to go into the studio in May before we wrapped the first season, just to be in the studio. They wanted me to like, just be there. And, uh, and there were very few people in there, just like the camera people and the producers, um, not my team, which I have not met. I'm very excited to meet them. Um, but yeah, I've met Drew and I've met everybody who's in the studio, but yeah, not my team or oh, my boss. You guys deserve so. like a fun happy hour or something soon. Like yeah. when you can, you know, like all get together. That's funny. It, that's like Jared, my boyfriend, he produces on the Tamron Hall show and <gasps> he never, Wait, I, okay, go ahead. We probably have a few people we know in common. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he got the job, I guess, last he started on there last August, so it's almost been a year. But he was like, like even two weeks ago, he's like, Isn't it funny? I never he's in post production. He's like, I've never met anybody in person. <laughs> Ellen's going into yeah. an office tomorrow for the first time ever, right? Uh yeah. I started working for a company during the pandemic. So I bare I've barely met anyone that I work with. Um finally going to see the actual office tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is, it's, it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. The other day, Jared had his, one of his editors said he got him something and he was in Williamsburg. We live in Williamsburg. And he was like, I'm, I'm going to meet a coworker. Like he, he said he got me something and I've never met anybody from my team, like in person. It's so weird. And he like went and said, hi, I don't even know. They met at like the subway stop or something and then like picked something up. (gasps) But still it's strange. It's a strange time that. I know we're my, 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 you know, immediate team and I were talking about how excited we are to figure out how tall we are, like how tall each other is. <laughs> that we're was, like, we don't know. That we, was we, one weird thing. I, I met my manager in person last week on like a location scout and I was like, oh, this guy is like much shorter than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's definitely, it's a thing. That's the funny. Height. I like that. Yeah, I host on this app and none of us know each other's heights and I met some of the people in person and they they kept asking me on the show. They were like, "How tall are you?" and I was like, "A woman never says her height." And <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, "I'm going to keep it a mystery." And then when they met, they were like, "You're short." Like we thought you were like 5 <laughs> 9 and I was like, "It's the confidence, I guess." I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 5 9. Um cool. Well, all right, so you're on Drew Barrymore now. My dream, honestly, if Jason Gore is ever not available, I need to be his oh my substitute God. I love because him. yes, I do taste foods. Uh, I did that all on my show, and when he was doing that, I was like, Jason got the dream job right now. These segments were so fun. <laughs> our friend, I know Ellen. Our friend tastes food with Drew, and it's like they're just tasting random yeah, snacks. Sounds like perfect. a dream job. <laughs> it is it dream is. job, and he's so funny. He's and the I, best. I, I won him back desperately for season two. And, you know, Drew launched an online comedy theater. 
Oh, I During the that. pandemic? Yes. I love yeah. that. I knew so many people who did fun stuff on there. Frank Hale was on, right? My yes. friend Maya. Yeah. Yeah, so we're coming back for season two in case, you know, we can we can offline this, but in case you want to perform some stand-up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would love to send in a tape to Drew for anything. She is she, <laughs> not many. I was going to say, like, I don't – there's been so many celebrities over time who all of a sudden they wake up and they want a talk show and – they're not hosts, you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. she really is. And like, Kelly Clarkson for me is also like an amazing host, like, you know, where they came up doing other things. And now you're like, I want to watch them talk about chips. I don't care. They're so fun. Yeah. And Drew's so funny. And she generally does her research. Like she thoroughly researched every person that comes on and uh, she has a series called Art of the Interview where she really wants to learn how people interview and like how to up her game. So she was way more serious about this than I thought. I I was really impressed with her when I first came in. I'm like, she's doing it. Like she's really working hard at it. That's cool. I so, love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, now we have to talk about you. Okay. So I want to talk about you. <laughs> Young Anna, I want to know where did you, I don't even know where you grew up. Where did you grow up? And what was like the first, what was like your introduction into the workforce? What was like your first job? Okay. So my summary of where I came from is I was born in Mexico city. Okay. Uh, my family moved to the United States to Utah of all States. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose Utah. Of course. Just ran, just it ran. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a beautiful place to go, but they were it, just... it is beautiful. I've talked to my parents about like why they picked it and they just had heard that it was safe from other family members. Um, they had, you know, experienced a lot of violence and a lot of things that were happening in Mexico and through the grapevine of family members, they're like, Utah's really safe. So they're like, cool, let's go there. And that's kind of the whole story. I love Um, that. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) And my first job was at Dairy Queen. Yes. Yes. Oh, we love it. When I was when I was 16 years old in high school, I worked at the local Dairy Queen. Perfect. You made blizzards? I made blizzards. Hell I yeah. turned them upside down. I dipped the cones in that chocolate thing that, like, sticks to them. And I still yeah, I shell. still know how to make those uh, patented Dairy Queen, like, ice cream cones that are the three balls. Oh. Okay. She kept <laughs> that <the> skills. <laughs> Your daughter's going to I'm very proud that. of that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I try to impress people with it when there's like soft serve. I'm like, check this out. And then I do it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if only they knew where you learned, where you came from, you know, the, the OG, the DQ. Um, I love Dairy Queen. We lived right by one and I would go often. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed working there because I would eat ice cream when no one was looking. <laughs> you didn't yeah, get of sick course. of it? No, I would eat like a little pieces of fudge brownie and like, just like, you know. I feel like we've had people on the podcast who worked at Coldstone and they were like, Ugh, I can't even look. I couldn't even look at it anymore. But like I was the opposite. Like I still liked the food at the restaurants I worked at. I was like, I can't believe you're making me pay for the Caesar salad, but I need it. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I like yeah. that you weren't sick of it. That's good. <laughs> no, still a DQ fan all the way. Oh, Yeah. I wish there was one near me now. I don't know where they are in Brooklyn, but are you in Brooklyn? I'm in Manhattan. Oh, you're so in Manhattan. I'm, uh, I'm all the way up in, uh, in the Heights, as they say now. Yeah, they've set up for a while now, I believe, but you know, now it's, now it's trending. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a movie. So I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda's The Heights. So. That is so true. You know, someone's going to be like, I live in the Heights and they're going to be like, oh, the famous area of that film. Like, wow. You know, that's how they're going to know it. Yeah. Uh, some TikToker, they'll They'll appreciate you for saying that. I can't wait. I can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Okay. So you're at Dairy Queen. You're in high school. Did your friends come in and like, did you hook them up, you know, or was it? Of of course. They love me. They all came in. I gave them extra (laughs) crap, like anything they wanted. I was like, peanut butter, everything like do, 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 do. Like they love me for it. (laughs) Were you there all through high school? Was that like your gig? No, I was only there a couple months actually. Um, until I started working at a call center. So wow. I, I worked at a call center for the rest of high school. And then I had an internship my last, my last year of high school with the one and only Marie Osmond. Wait, Marie Osmond? 
So again, like I do have a track record of working for these powerful women, which I'm just realizing now. I um, love this. Is Marie Osmond in Utah? Yes, the whole Osmond family I are am. like the king and queen family of Utah. They live there. Oh and my she, god! When I was in high school, I she had a radio show, like a local radio show. And I wanted to intern, you know, and broadcast anything that had to do with like television. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, the closest we can get you is this radio show. And I was like pumped. I was so pumped. It was great. That's so cool. She's a legend. That's a, that's huge in high school. I feel like I'm picturing like hacks, but it's like Marie Osmond and you, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. It kind of is. I did. I was her writer. Like I, she had like a producer who was like her actual writer. Uh-huh. And then I was like writer in training for the show. And I got to write like a few little bits that she would read on air, which was really exciting. So you knew in high school, I mean, you knew from the start you wanted to work in entertainment. You had the bug, they say. Yes. (laughs) Yes. As soon as I got into the class where you did the morning announcements, I took that class two years in a row. And like the second year I just goofed off because I had already known what was happening. Um, But I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was like television broadcast, something in that realm. Wait, there's a class for morning announcements. We did have one. Yeah, it was like broadcast and part of it was like getting to do the, the you know, did you ever watch Channel One? Is that part of, is that I don't know. at all? No. I feel like it was like, they played announcements and then they played at Channel One, which was like Lisa Ling and Anderson Cooper's like first gig. This is cool. Um, but- I wish I went to school in Utah. I'm like, I had physics. I feel like it might have been nationwide, but only like a like a few specific years that this happened. Mm. So they would show like world news and then like our morning announcements would come in. And then we would, I would, I was all the behind the scenes. I was never on air. I was just like the camera and all that stuff. That's awesome though. No, we didn't. I probably would have loved to have given the morning and done the morning news. And I went to public school. I, I didn't know about this. I was in school. We need to film something together is what I'm realizing right now. Oh my God. (laughs) You're a dreamboat. I, yes, we do. Um, (laughs) I, I love that. I didn't know what I wanted. I, I didn't do TV anything until college because my high school was like not like that. You know what I mean? We had musicals, but that was it. Oh, I mean, I also did theater. I did theater in high school. Yeah, too. Really? She even says yeah. it like she did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, I was never a lead. Don't you worry. You weren't a lead? Like, no. But you I was like a ba- in them. You weren't like directing them. Right. No, I was like hardly in, I was like ensemble number four lady or something like that. <laughs> what was the best show you did? I got cast in West Side Story as a Latina's like twice. I think my school did it twice. Twice. So. <laughs> wow. I love that. They're like, uh, what should we do this year? We might, we, West Side Story was good. Let's just do that again. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. They'll forget. The other people will forget. That's funny. I'll never forget. My best one was Pippin. Pippin was a really I love Pippin. musical. Yeah, yeah. And I was the leading player understudy. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's I'm big, sorry. Anna. Have I ever bragged about that on the pod? No. I'm bragging. I was the understudy for the leading player, and you'll love this. Who has understudies? It's a one-weekend run of shows. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Friday it's, and Saturday. It's true. Weird. And, and I went on. Okay. What happened to the... I, Tanya the Harding. Lead? No, I, I didn't hit. <laughs> no, I didn't. no, the lead was a man. He was... They were very progressive in my high school. Our lead... Oh our leading player was our friend Russell, a black dude. And they cast me as his understudy because they were like, she's silly. Uh, and it was like, <laughs> he didn't show up for the school performance. And they were like, Russell's not here. You have to go on. And I was like, I've never done the show before. Like, oh, <laughs> it was the most dramatic day of my life. But guys, Wait, I, I did it. What happened to him? Do you remember? Yeah, where's Russell? What happened? I, he forgot there was a matinee or something. He showed up. He did the rest of the shows. It was a one-time deal for me. You know, maybe he maybe he gave that to me as a gift. Maybe he was like, Anna deserves an answer. I don't think so, to be honest. I think he literally just forgot and didn't come to school that day or something. Like, I don't remember the specifics. I just was so stressed. He they were like, we cool. don't have like he's the lead and he's just forgetting about a performance like that is some confidence he was the lead you know I I look back and I think they were like he could be Ben Vereen you know and (laughs) and I don't know that he cared that much (laughs) he just wanted to have fun but god I want to know where he is now 
Oh, Russell, if you're out there. I do too. I think we might be Facebook friends. We'll talk off air. I, I, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know if Russell's story is as glamorous as I wish it turned out to be. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So she's doing theater. You're working for Marie Osmond as a teenager in high school. Um, mm-hmm. This is amazing. So did you just do it like your last year, I guess, before you went I to school? I did it for – yeah. My, that was my last – my last year before college. Do you keep was, in touch with her? Really fun. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do keep in touch with the, I recently found the, like the producer gave me her card when I was back in high school as if like, if you ever want to, whatever, here's my card. I found it in like an old wallet of mine and I was so excited to find it and like find her on Facebook. And I was like, remember me, the intern. And she was like, yes. Um, and it's cool. The producer has like her own production company now. So we connected. So that was oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. That is cool. So but no, I'm not in, I, I'm not in touch with Marie Osmond whatsoever. I hope she <laughs> listens to this episode. Marie, if you're listening to this episode, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Anna would love to hear from you. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Reconnect. <laughs> <It> would love. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll call and sing for us or something. Right. She, oh my God, the dream I would love. That's cool. So you you went to college after high school. I, I assume you were on a I path did. already. She, I feel like yeah. you you had your shit together at a much earlier age than a lot of people. Uh, I shouldn't bring down pe- the me uh, or <laughs> and others. <laughs> so where did you go to school after high school? I went to the University of Utah, which is in Salt Lake City. Um, I went there solely based on the fact that someone told me it was the liberal. University of the state. And I said, yes, I want to go there. Okay. Uh, because Utah is very conservative. So I was like, take me somewhere that is not. Yeah. Um, so I went to the University of Utah. And as you might have found out, there's no like path into television through college besides like broadcast news. Um, I didn't want to do broadcast news because I didn't want to be an anchor. I didn't want to be on camera. Um, so I took the journalism path. Um, okay. And I started working. I started working right away for the school newspaper where I was a writer and an editor. And it was super, super fun. It was like the highlight of my college years. I Because you probably had so like much a time. team. That was like your group, right? Everybody who worked on the, the yes. newspaper. Like everyone found their niche, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it was, it was so awesome. And that's uh, how I met my husband. So <laughs> In college? Yeah, at the oh. college newspaper, he he was a comedy writer and he had a comedic column, and that's how we met. I love that. So. I knew he worked in comedy, so I assumed you met at like UCB or something. I didn't know you were college sweethearts. That's a lovely story. I know. Yeah, and the fun part of it is that I didn't meet him for a while, so I would read his column a lot, and I was like, "This guy, he's a <laughs> he's a good writer, and he's got a good heart, and I can't oh. wait to meet him someday." I didn't I didn't know him, so then we. I actually asked him out through one of his columns where he was, he said he was looking for a date and I was like, do you want to go out? And that I was love the first this time story. Oh my yeah, God. Really she cute. fell in love with his art before she even met him. I love that. I know truly. Like I, I had not met him and I could tell he was a good person from his writing. And I was like, I need to meet him. And luckily it really worked out. Like we met and so we were married sweet. and, have a kid now so and you guys yeah, are such a cute couple a power couple i feel like you're both very successful which this year is- did you guys hook up <laughs> oh. i don't mean that like <laughs> like Ellen, i think you meant it how my mom is like are you gonna hook up with your friend yeah, like, and, and you're like your friend later on today <laughs> i didn't mean it like ellen's like what night did it happen <laughs> no like, when did you start dating, dating? How, like what year were you dating oh in school in like school. were you a freshman yeah. sophomore God. junior senior oh, that okay. you guys started we... dating i think is that what you meant yes that's <laughs> what i meant <laughs> I think it was either my junior or senior year. I cannot remember. And you guys were the same year? Yes. I'm I'm trying to remember. But yeah, we were the same year. We graduated Mm -hmm. together too, which was really cool. That's nice. That's cool. Ellen, you met your boyfriend in college. Yeah. We started dating in our senior year of college. Were you in the same school at Syracuse or no? No. Um, Well, actually, I think technically yes, but... It's a long story. But how did you like 
How did you like meet? College Um, romances. I think we just like had noticed each other around for a long time. And (laughs) I worked in like a local, I worked on like the coffee, in the coffee shop on campus. And he just like came up and like asked me out one day and I was like, okay, sure. That is so Ellen and Dan. If you (laughs) met, they're the most chill people who are very independent, but you know, have been together a thousand years. And I could see Dan just being like, do you want to go out? And you're like, Okay, so uh, it's senior year, like I'm taking, you know, chances and stuff. Sure. (laughs) My college romance did not work out, but we were together eight years and then we broke up. Oh, my God. I know. And we met doing theater at college, which is uh, highly embarrassing to say. You know, I love that you fell in love with a writer. That's cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, we we were in um, How to Succeed in Business (laughs) without really trying together. (laughs) Don't tell people that. No. Um. But we're still friends. It's fine. We had a dog together. Not a baby, but a dog. Uh, <laughs> who, who kept the dog? Oh, he's my dog. Question? He's my <laughs> oh, dog. Oh, okay, okay. He doesn't live in the state. If he lived in New York, I would gladly have let him, you know, have the dog uh, part. What is it? Uh, part Partial custody? custody? Yeah. yeah. But, um, but he moved to go to grad school. So the dog, the dog was mine. That was, it wasn't even a conversation, you know? Who gets the daughter? No. Oh, my God. I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so you fell in love in school. You guys are both writers. You graduated. What was your next move? So I ended up working at uh, the Salt Lake Tribune, which was the the number one newspaper in Utah, which is awesome. Awesome. So I started off as a cop reporter. Like I, this is like the craziest thing, but I, I I absolutely loved writing about like murders and court, the court system and criminals. And like, I absolutely loved it. I'm like a murderino. Like I love true crime Mm -hmm. and I, this is definitely where I got it from. So that was like my first beat at the newspaper and I loved it. It was crazy. (laughs) That's cool. I love true crime too, but you know, I love it in that I watch a lot of documentaries. I love that you got to actually report on these stories or like local stories or were they local? Were they, did you get to like go to any big major trials or anything? I I went to a lot of the big trials in Utah. I'm, I just now had a memory of, um, there was a mine collapse in Southern Utah that got like national news where there were miners trapped. Oh. Um, I think there were eight of them. Um, in a rural part. And so I got to like drive four hours down there and stay in the town and just like cover the mine collapse, which was sad because there were no survivors. And again, this is why I don't work in the copy anymore. No one survived. But I was like, that's so cool. You flew down. You you traveled to go and like cover this huge story. That's wild. Yeah. But the the guy that, okay, this is just like tidbit of information, but the guy that owned the mine that we interviewed, his name is Bob Murray. He like owned the mine, never took responsibility he's still like in business and he still does all these deals and i see him pop up on cnn from time to time and i just remember like he should not be working he should not be over people like he's a a terrible man you can quote me on that i don't care if he sees this that's bad um oh but uh, yeah but you were so young and i imagine that was exciting to be like in the thick of it like it was it was super exciting and as I, as i was thinking of stories to kind of retell in the podcast i remember i would have um uh, a police scanner with me at all times so you could hear like fire police like talking about what's going on um this was back before the app citizen had made yes was uh, invented i don't know if you guys have that we are um, yeah. familiar yes yes a lot of our old coworkers work there now uh, from the mm-hmm. HQ techies went over to Citizen. Yeah. So yes, I love that. <laughs> I want to get to know them. Um, but so I would I would have a police scanner with me at all times and listen to what was going on. And there was one time when there was like this really big gas leak at a, at a I think it was like a public government building. So as soon as I heard it, I was like, I'm going to go cover it. So I went with my police scanner to go cover it, and I was listening as the police were chatting. Um, I got to the building, parked my car. There was like suspiciously nobody there. So I think I might've been like one of the first people there. Um, I go in trying to see if there are people to interview. And like, obviously it was empty because I think everyone had left. And then over the scanner, I start hearing like 
there's a woman who's still in the building. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to go interview her. And they were talking about me. Oh my God. <laughs> like, like I was the crazy lunatic that was like inside looking for interviews. And they were like, we got to get her out of there because there's like this major gas leak in this building. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and of you course, were still on the job. You're like, God, we better get her. <laughs> That's I know. And every, I had, I know I had to go back into the office and everybody also like there was another cop reporter that was like, yeah, that was you, wasn't it? Like we, we, we heard you. <gasps> That's so That's cool. Great. My brain is literally, I don't know if you watched Mayor of Easttown, but I'm picturing like Mayor when she was in the house going to re- like rescue the girls and she's like with her gun and like looking her and there's no one else there that, she, you know, except for like the one guy. And I'm like, I'm like, this is my brain is picturing you like in a building. I know you didn't have a gun or anything, but still I'm like, I could not. I'm like, no. I, I haven't seen that show. Is that something I should watch? I see everybody talking about it. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. And I think you're at okay. a good place to watch it because no one's really still like ruining it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't know what you've read, but I, if the acting was out of this world on that show, right? I mean, okay. I haven't watched it yet either. Ellen, um, what the fuck? I thought <laughs> I you watched it. I, you know, somet- sometimes I'm just one of those people who like, I don't watch the show that everybody else is watching yeah, until I don't like either. a year I, later. <laughs> I mean, I did not watch Game of Thrones. I did not watch all of Breaking I Bad. I didn't either. I, I've never mm-hmm. seen Harry Potter. Uh, I love to not watch whatever yeah. else watching. I like just watched The Circle, that like reality so show good. everyone was obsessed with. Like I watched yeah. it. Uh, like last month (laughs) I think Mare is a good watch and it's only like six episodes I love watching shows that are not 10 seasons that I have to like catch up on so I highly recommend it's like a good like one episode two episodes a night and you're done in a week you know it's it's a good one also Philadelphia I'm from Philadelphia it was really exciting to hear them butcher the accent on (laughs) on you know HBO it was really no Philly doesn't get that much attention you know it was it was cool (laughs) I will watch it just for that. I'm going to watch it just for the accent. You're going to love that. Yeah. Um, I love that you had a police scanner. You were, this is, and you were what? Probably like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Never. Were you ever like out with your friends and it would like go off and you're like, sorry guys, I, I got to go. I, work is calling. Like I have to go. Yeah. Report. Like not only that, but if I were driving and then I would see like a bad accident or like something on fire, I'd be like. Yeah, got to go talk to people. I got to get this uh, lead right here. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you know in the back of your mind, though, were you like, I still want to work in comedy, but this is cool for now? I had always, like, I was doing improv for fun on the side. So I was like, oh, this is really fun. Um, but I think being a cop reporter, I was so, like, it brought me to a really dark place. And I was like, I have to do something different. I, I'm going to try to pursue comedy. And that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Um, I guess that would yeah. propel you to go into comedy. If you're like, oh, man, none of these minors made it. Uh, I must find something joyful now to, to report on. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, whew, bad for my mental health. Like now that you're saying like 22, 23. Yeah, I was like not taking care of my mental health because I was so passionate about the job but it got really I was like interviewing the wives of murderers and like people whose family had just died I'm like okay I gotta do something different um so I kind of switched over to video like there at the time there wasn't like above average or UCB video there wasn't like those short comedic videos that Mm -hmm. are everywhere now um so I got a job at a production company in Utah that did documentaries. So that was like my pivot to video. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, I, so you stayed in Utah for a little while. Yeah, I stayed in Utah. Again, like moving to New York seemed like such a crazy big thing that it took me a while to like do it. Yeah. But I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Cool. What were you producing like film documentary or was it TV or it was a lot of like independent long documentaries. So I worked on a documentary about Mormons, of course, because um, that's what's in Utah. Love it. Yeah. Um, I did a documentary about um, Polynesian football players in high school in Utah. That was really cool. And it ended up at Sundance, which was really an awesome thing to be part of. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was a really neat job. It was like just getting to talk to people and traveling to really cool places. Um 
I worked for a historical TV documentary show for four years. Um, it was called American Ride. And we literally, like, from the American Revolution up to, like, the 1920s, traveled everywhere around the U.S. learning American history. So that's, that's amazing. Really that was, yeah. Anything you want to talk about American history, I'm like, I'm your gal. I will... Like, put me on your trivia team. Yeah, I will tell I you say this, you what awards were fought when. Yeah, you probably kill at trivia, honestly. <laughs> You're probably good Just at Just, like, very specific American history. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to introduce you to my boyfriend because he's worked in documentary for the last 15, 10 years or whatever. Oh and now he's in a daytime talk show, which is funny because I'm like, oh, their paths. He's produced for his History Channel before, too. And I'm like, the more she says, I'm like, wow, her and Jared have had similar paths on we we got it we got a double date oh i would love that ellen and dan come on down yes triple date (laughs) triple date oh my god we're doing it i'm i'm already loving this yeah all of our all of our college no jared's not my college sweetheart but you know what i mean we'll pretend for the day um (laughs) (laughs) so four years you did this really cool documentary project and what brought you to new york after that i'm curious when when you were like let's just do it let's make the leap. I, yeah. There was a point where I was like, if I don't move to New York, I'm going to, I'm going to die. Like it's, I had wanted to move there since I was a kid. Like I had been infatuated with, of course, the whole like New York life. And was LA was at like, all in the cards or no at the time? No. Cause I had been, I'd been to both, but when I was here in New York with my family, I was just like, I'm, I have to live there. Like the energy I was in love as they say, like I was just so yeah. convinced that I needed to be there. Um, so I told my then boyfriend, now husband, I was like, I, I'm moving within the year. Like, let's figure this out. And he was like, without a second thought, like, let's do it. Like, just this week, I was like, how did you drop everything and like move here? Because it wasn't like his dream to move here, but he was so supportive and like ready to move here. And he loves it here. Aww. So yeah, we, we moved here seven years ago and we both started enrolling in uh, UCV classes Cool. I knew I wanted to do like comedic videos and he wanted to do comedic writing. So we both went down to the UCB training center, <laughs> the old one. Yeah, probably. I'm like seven years ago. Were they up um, in the 8th Avenue one yet? I don't know if they were up there yet. They were no, on 26th Street still. Yeah. 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 They were down the old one by uh, Just Salad. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. Good landmark. And the, and the police station. That's where it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. TBT. <laughs> had you heard of UCB? Did you know the like show they had or anything? Or you were just like, well, this is it. This is the place to go. I mean, I was a huge SNL fan since I was a teen, right. like just such a huge fan of them. And I'd follow Amy Poehler's career forever. Um, I had read like everything about her career and like, I saw all the Upright Citizens Brigade DVDs, which I still yeah. have. Um, and I just saw a blip that was like, and she has this school. And I was like, I will sign up for that. So yeah. that's how it, that's how it happened. That's cool. And then, so UCB had this digital comedy arm. I could, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they never let me in, which was, uh, I acted in some, I, uh, but I always, injustice. I always applied. <laughs> they never let me on. So I started making my own videos and that was fine, but Good for you. That's great. Thanks. I'm and not I'm, bitter I'm really anymore. Sorry. I'm okay. No, don't worry. I got my revenge. I got to host Ask Cat. And you know what? I was like, I forgive everything. That is awesome. I forgive it all. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I never got into the video thing, but I loved that they did that. I thought it was cool. And it, you know what? I felt like they didn't give them as much attention to it as they did the like Harold and Maude. And you guys were making really dope videos that were like not seen as much. I feel like I see more of them on people's reels, like, (laughs) you know, or like if friends posted them than I would out in the wild. And I was like, they're really funny. There's a lot of, a lot of talented people came out of that program I know there there was I mean everybody there is was such is such a brilliant performer and producer and director like there was good stuff coming out and a lot of it was branded so they were making money um there were a few people I'm not gonna say names um one of the UCB4 did not believe in video um so it was always kind of neglected, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. I, which is funny. I, I, ho- I wonder if they've heard of TikTok yet. You know, I wonder if they've seen video take off at all. <laughs> I know. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I always kept saying, like, you need to introduce, like, the branch that's, like, classes for video. And I'm 
And they were like, man, no, it's just everyone wants to see theater. <laughs> no, it's so crazy because I'm so glad that I, I because I, I didn't get on any of the like the teams. I, I was like, I feel better about producing video to to have that goes on YouTube that people can always see rather than inviting mm -hmm. like what five friends from college to come see me do improv one night. Like I was like, it's not as rewarding as having like real content, you know? Content. I know. I'm really glad you made your own videos, though. That's, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As you should have. <laughs> yeah, they, we did. And then we did the, the film festival. I don't know if you ever were a part of Quickie Fest or helped shoot anything with Quickie Fest, but I, did, I feel um, like people we know from in common definitely were all a part of it. It was like five yeah. five years of it. I did I did sketch cram and then whatever the video cram was. Mm. I did that for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh my god, Jared and I did a sketch cram video like right before the pandemic. We hated each other. E Ellen, we edited that whole night at HQ. I remember that. Yeah. It was like eleven fifty five, and we were like, "Fuck!" And like we, it was a long ass day. That was a hard deadline <laughs> for whatever Man. we were given. Uh, I remember being like, I don't know if I could physically do this again. It was so fun. The show was so fun. The sketch cram shows. I loved those. But I was like shooting the video, like directing the video for it was a nightmare for our relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we that's did it. tough. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So you started doing a lot of video uh, at the, what was it? UCB Digital. Um, mm -hmm. And then they kind of ended it, right? right. It was like, it was done. Yeah, point. luckily I had left before it kind of got it uh, died, um, <laughs> which I was really sad. I'm like, I hope it continues. But yeah, a lot of good people came out of there. Mm -hmm. um, and I met some awesome people while I was there. But I was anyway, I luckily got onto full frontal before it. Oh, it nice. Died, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Before full frontal, when you first moved to New York, did you have a job or did you guys move here and you were like, we'll find something there? Oh my God. I was doing the most random freelance and any, like name anything I was doing, like filming weddings, taking pictures for people. <laughs> so you literally had a camera and that helped you in a lot of these freelance gigs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was a serious like video. I'm like, I want to be a videographer. So I, I had a camera and I would get hired a lot cause I had a full kit. Um, but I really did a lot of random stuff and the most random drum roll was um I was the videographer and photographer for Harvey Weinstein's mom's funeral what? Whoa, I have questions <laughs> both of our faces were like I thought you were gonna be like 75th birthday uh, you know yes, no funeral <laughs> you That's were amazing. hired <laughs> did you how did they how did how did this happen first of all how did they find you uh, a friend of a friend, which I'm sure we have in common. Should I name drop him? Trevor Williams? Oh, I love Trevor. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So he contacted me late one Saturday and was mm -hmm. like, hey, are you available to shoot something tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll do anything for Trevor. And I was going to say, if he's he contacting like, you, it's probably like some fun branded, you know, uh, commercial right. for something cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh so Harvey Weinstein's mother had passed and they had done the funeral before. And then in the evening they had, um, like, a, I don't know, I don't, it's not really awake, but like everybody got together in a very fancy restaurant, um, and like did speeches and like a Shiva. Uh, I yeah. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. But not, yeah, yeah but out, out somewhere. <laughs> and I should say this was before me too. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. You didn't accept um, the job after after all of the yeah. allegations. Uh <laughs> No, so I I was like the official photographer of like all his famous friends. It was really wild. It I was imagine crazy. We're quick. Like he, I was like who was the, who were some of the names that were there? I can't imagine. Okay, well, I have some tea and if any magazine wants to buy these picture no I shouldn't be saying this oh my god <laughs> look at this um, oh my god I love this this is yeah if anybody well, she'll drop her handles at the end you can dm her and uh <laughs> dm me no but like he had told me like I want pictures of every single person so I had to go around everyone was like chatting in a like a pretty good sad mood and like be like hey can I have you guys scoot in and like it was like Quentin Tarantino I had to be like can I take your photo 
And <laughs> one thing that I will tell you about Quentin Tarantino, which is my favorite story of anything that I've seen in New York, is he's at this uh, shiva and he's fully making out with his girlfriend like the entire time. Love it. Um, <laughs> any magazine out there wants <laughs> Photos. Oh my god, this is gonna get me in so much trouble. I'm sorry, <laughs> this Trevor. is so good. No, this is. <laughs> I've never heard of a funeral like this before. I know. I was gonna say, do the guests know it's a funeral, or were they like, it's an event for Harvey Weinstein out at some restaurant? Like, I imagine it must be weird for. No, they knew. They, they knew. knew. Like okay. they were. Everybody was like fancy black outfits and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got to, to meet. go up and be like, hey, uh, you know, you're so sweet and be like, do you mind if I take a photo of you? And they're like, of us grieving, like the loss of a person. Like, that's such a, yeah. it's not like a wedding where you're like, you know okay, what, table everybody four, get together. This is kind of crazy to say, but it, it it's like they were famous actors and directors there. So everybody was like, it was like step and repeat kind of mood where everyone was like, oh, yeah, I will pose and like. Everyone was very happy to have their picture taken. They're probably I don't like know. anything for Harvey. Yeah, like if I don't, if I don't get in one of these photos, will I get a will I get cast in that film? Like I is that's yeah, kind of that's the message. I guess so. Yeah, these are Harvey. It was like for Harvey's memory, so that's why he wants these photos of all these people at his mom's funeral. Bizarre. Yeah. That's bizarre. I know. Yeah. What a nice video. It was it was quite a crazy night, and I got to, like, I talked to him before the event to see like what he wanted and to go through everything, and then I spent quite a few t- like a lot of time with his wife and like taking pictures of the kids, and they're so sweet, and like I felt so bad for his wife because she's like genuinely very sweet, <laughs> and after the whole Me Too thing was happening, I was like, oh my god, right, you were like, <laughs> I met this family, they were nice people. That's too bad. Yeah. Oh. Were any celebrities yeah. really cool that you like? we're excited about I'm not we're not shit talking anyone we're only talking good people I'm trying to remember who else was there I should have just gone back and looked at all the pictures but I I mean the top one was Quentin Tarantino it's okay we'll ask for girlfriend. a file afterwards uh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was there was a director there um Leslie Haland who has done like a bunch of stuff that I absolutely love she does indie comedies she was there and I was just like Oh my god! Like she's kind of one of my heroes, so I was really excited that she was there. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Uh, there yeah. were there was one night where I bartended in very different, uh, not for art. Uh, I bartended at an an event. It was um, the In Style Magazine Oscars party, and so it was all the TV stars who didn't go to the Oscars. But it was like it was very funny to see like who drinks a lot and who doesn't. <laughs> who's rude to the help, you know, and like, who's very kind. Oh it was a weird night. <laughs> I was also a freelance photographer for um, some magazine party. I just remembered um, before Trump was president and Tiffany Trump was there with her friends. Ooh. Um, and I helped her set up a, like she was having trouble with a photo booth. So I was like helping her. And one of the things you had to do is like, you could send the, the pictures to yourself mm-hmm. if you put your email and she was having trouble. So she's like, can you try to put my email? So she like told me her email and I'm like memorizing it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, do, do, do. Um, and then like her Trump obviously became president the next year, but I was like, she just gave me her email. Like, I don't think she knows that that's kind of bad. Did you email her? Were you like, congrats on your dad's new position? <laughs> No, I did not. I hope you get a good not. room at the White House if you're moving there. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Of all the no, Trumps, she's probably that. the one I'd really like to meet, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Well, we're coming to the end, but I want to know if there are any other stories. I know you said you had job stories. Any other random gigs you did when you first moved to New York that you wanted to t- talk about? Oh, my God. Well, I mean... I spent five years at Full Frontal with Samantha B, and that was, was it five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So I mean, that was such a lovely. Yeah. What was it like getting that job? Because that's that's a big gig was, going from a freelance life to that. It was a game changer, absolutely. Like it was my first late night show. It was like, it was such a game changer in my career. It was amazing. Like. Sam is a dream and I learned so much just watching her about how to do a comedy and how to like, I I don't know. She's just so brilliant. It was amazing just to watch her in her, in her arena. Like Mm -hmm. it was just, it was a dream. And like, we got to meet really cool, like 
politicians and I was really like in the know of like during the election was not so like I started my job in 2016 so like right when Trump won wow yeah um and you filmed a lot of like I mean you got to go and film in DC and stuff right you guys like did pieces all over the place I feel like no yeah it was we got to go to both the Republican and the Democratic convention in 2016 when like Trump was running and that was psycho that was just such a psycho thing to happen um but i was shooting at the conventions yeah wild yeah it was really wild (laughs) like it was just nuts um like i bought a a a shirt that said like um chicks for trump as a joke i was like oh this is a fun bit and not not funny later on um, but it was such a cool gig because I got to pitch, like, I'm so passionate about like Latino issues and immigration that I got to pitch a lot of pieces. And we like, we went down to the border with Sam and like, I got to direct pieces there. And that was just so cool. And I think one of my favorite moments was I pitched, um, a piece in Mexico city where I was born and we got to like, take the team there and film like in the neighborhood where I was from. So it was like such a, weird cool yeah that's incredible moment to just be like this is a full circle thing like she's here and I'm directing her and like I grew up in this market where we're just walking around like shooting b-roll it was wild it was crazy that's awesome and you got to and it got to air on on tv it wasn't like you know it wasn't anything small that's really cool I know it was it that's it's just such a cool show because I feel like you really make a difference with the pieces that are put together like Mm -hmm. they they made a lot of policy changes and they helped push things, you know, towards good. So it was, it's, I mean, the show's still going on. I'm talking about it as if it's not, but. Well, your time there. Yes. <laughs> During your yeah, time. I felt like, yeah. I felt like there was a definite impact with the things that were made there. So it was a really cool opportunity to be there. That's great. She seems very chill. Uh, I've never met her uh, or worked for her, but I feel like. I love hearing that you pitched all these ideas, especially like, you know, I, video ideas that were really personal to you and that they were like, yeah, we're game. Cause I feel like so many, so many young producers and directors I know who work on big shows, like they're like, eh, I don't get many ideas in, you know what I mean? Like they don't, you know, you're there because you're talented, but they're not going to always pull your ideas. The fact that you got the whole team to go to Mexico city to shoot in like a neighborhood that you grew up in is that's cool. That's a success. It was, yes. It's. I mean, that show has such a culture of like good ideas can come from anywhere, yeah. and like the the best idea wins no matter where it comes from. So, like interns were pitching stuff. Like everybody was pitching for every department. So I, yeah, it's an awesome. It was an awesome workplace to be at, to say the least. It was great. Yeah. I can't believe it's been five years. I don't know why. My brain is like, how long has her show been on the air? Probably like three years, right? Like, I remember when it ca- happened, but I'm old, so that's why. Uh, yeah, they're in their sixth season. It's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah, they, they started with Trump, and now, yeah, they helped him not. I don't know. <laughs> is it nice? We got him out. In a way, is it nice for you to work on a show that's a lot less political now? Oh, my God. It is. I still <laughs> do very much follow politics like on my own time. And like sure. the mayor's race was this week in New York. Um, but it was such a blessing to, <laughs> to work on do very more during the pandemic. I was having a hard time during the pandemic. Like I was having all sorts of like postpartum depression and like the election was going on yeah. and s- switching to her show and just being like, this is a positive show and we're just going to highlight like fun stories and good people doing good things it has helped my brain so much. I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Even though there was so much material to work with during that first election and, you know, building our way up to this next elect, this past one, I can't, I imagine it was just like, oh, we're free from like <laughs> doing that. Like I remember maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. Someone was like, it's nice to be able to joke about things that aren't Trump anymore. Like we can now make comedy again, almost like. Yeah. And like when I came on Drew and I was talking to my boss, one of the first conversations, she's like, let's not get political. Like Drew just likes to keep everything light. And I was like, I'm there. Like, let's keep everything light and positive and make someone's day a little bit brighter. And it's been, it's been great. Oh, that's so great. I love, I love your story. I love all of this. (laughs) You're such a go-getter. You really are. Cause you've also been producing your own stuff on the side of all of these jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) And 
can I, do you want to, do you think that's like, do you want to speak to that at all? I mean, we always talk about like creating our own content is the only way to get through. Do you still believe in that? Even though you've had I some pretty 100% big jobs. I 100% believe that. And I have not stopped freelancing. Like throughout every full-time job that I've ever had, I'm still doing stuff on the side. Um, now a little bit less because I have a kid, but <laughs> I've, I've always been <laughs> like, I'm still, I just finished a pilot this week, which I'm so Congrats. excited about. Thank you. Like I, oh, I was, it was a great, that's great. I wrote one like, in the cool. pandemic too. And it felt so good to be like, I mean, I need to do another draft, but I was like, it's done though. It's there. I know. It feels so good. You're like, it's it's a thing. Yeah. Um, No, but I've always been doing stuff on the side and trying to work with as many different people as I can. Cause I, I always love learning about, you know, how people put comedy out in the world. And I, yeah, I like to work with as many people as, as I can. I think it's so much fun. Cool. This is yeah. so great. Guys, I mean, I, we could have you here all day. You are the the energy we needed. I feel like you are just so, <laughs> you are, you're so positive And like, that translates into your work. I think, you know, people who are jaded by this industry or like, you know, had a bad boss or, you know, hung out with Harvey Weinstein for a night, they could really like, <laughs> they don't see things the same way. You're very positive. And it seems like you really, you know, you're sticking to your ground of putting out work that you believe in that sends a good message. So I'm excited. I'm excited. You're my new friend. That's how I get friends. I bring them on the podcast. <laughs> I have a friend that we should shoot stuff together. Like I really, we should. I'm at the point of my career where I want to work with people and make good things. And if those people happen to be women and women of color, I'm like, let's do it. Let's put more of that stuff out there. Like that's kind of my goal right now. Awesome. So. She's championing yeah. for us, Ellen. Ellen's a women. Ellen's a women producer. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, where can everybody find you on social media and in life? You know. So I tweet all day long at uh <laughs> at Miss Breton. That's my personal one. Um, all the Drew Barrymore handles. If you could kindly follow us, I make stuff for them. Yeah. Um, I I uh, I'm in charge of their TikTok, which I'm really proud of. Uh, <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't know if I follow her. T- I'm going to follow her TikTok. You, got, That's you awesome. gotta follow the Drew Barrymore TikTok. Um, I love TikTok. It's my favorite hobby. Uh, what else? What else? Um, God, I think that's it. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram at Breton Anna. And, um, I'm around in, in New York. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. If you're, that your Twitter is Miss Breton. I'm like, she's Miss Breton. If you're nasty, you know, it's Miss. <laughs> She's Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, I know you you have a full-time job and you have a baby uh, and a lovely husband. So thank you for hanging out with us for an hour. This was awesome. And uh, that's it. That's the app, guys. Give it up for Anna. I want to do a laugh track here or the clap track where they're like, yes. yes. This is like really loud. It's just like one from the Oscars that everybody's clapping. Oh, yeah, with a little music underneath. I'm loving this idea. (laughs) Oh, what an amazing episode. I ended it awkward, but I knew I was going into this. You know what I'm saying? So that's why. That was so fun. Yeah. Anna's a really lovely, lovely lady. She's awesome. I'm so, and she's had such cool jobs. Like her career is just on the up and up, you know? Such a hard worker, you know? Yeah. I know. As soon as she said I had an internship working for Marie Osmond in high school, I was like, wow. That's like next level. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, remember five minutes ago when you were at Dairy Queen? Like, you really, you figured it out overnight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really Uh, working on a resume early on. Yeah. Yeah. I I dicked around senior year of high school. Did you? Did you have to do like a a internship or a project or something? I did actually, but it was... Total bullshit. I think I worked for my city's, like, uh, I interned in the office of the Syracuse Symphony. And I have do not remember what I did there, but (laughs) I did it. You showed up. You went. (laughs) You got the credit, right? Exactly. (laughs) I Do you know what I did? So we had to do a senior project. Um, and a lot of people did really nice things, I think, or they in, they either interned in like a field they wanted to go in, like they'd intern at a law firm or, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know where else people mm-hmm. wanted to work, yeah. but, or you could do some sort of community service project, you know, or 
some kind of something that you had to show for at the end. I don't remember what the requirements were, but you had to show for it at the end of the year. And it was almost like a class. Like, so you took the, you know, you either had like no class that day or whatever, because that was the day you had to work on your senior project. Do you want to know what I did? (laughs) What? Did you get your nails done? (laughs) I got my nails done. No, uh, no, I decided at the time I was singing a lot. Okay. I was doing a lot of musical theater and Mm -hmm. research for my future Broadway career. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? You know what? Every uh, musical star needs a demo. I decided (laughs) I'm going to record a demo. Not of original songs. It was just a demo of like, you know, a range of songs that like yeah. I could sing well. I love and this. I I took voice lessons. So like my voice teacher and I like picked out like what songs to do. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember I would I would like rehearse my songs and then we had a studio. My mom had a patient who had some like recording studio in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yep. Working those connections. Like, yeah. But he was like, her, he went to her as a dentist. Okay. And this dude was like exactly what you would think like a Philly suburb, you know, like music producer like would be like, he was white yeah. with like full head of dreadlocks, you know, yeah. and just like <laughs> probably grew weed. And, you know, it was just yeah. like, ah, I'm so okay. chill. And I was like, I'm, here to sing Broadway for my demo <laughs> and uh you know I don't I don't smoke because I have a voice and I just remember going I have photos from the recording session and they're very funny I need to see these <laughs> and also does the demo still exist because I don't know where the demo <laughs> that is. would be amazing would to hear to find it. I actually would love to find it. I know Somewhere Over the Rainbow is on there. Oh, my um, God. And Dude, there's a couple you gotta, like, put that on TikTok or something <laughs> when you find it. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It, it was definitely on my old laptop, like, from college. But that won't turn on. So I don't know if I can find it. But... Maybe maybe it's somewhere. Anyway, so I do this demo. I think it was like four songs, maybe maybe five. I don't know, four or five songs. And um, I remember being like, he was in the like you know booth, and I was in the like room with like you know, or yeah, I was in the full you know what deal. I mean. Like he was yeah. behind the glass. It was a real proper recording studio, and I'm like there with like my headphones and the mic, you know. And mm, yeah. I, I love that people were doing like legit community service and like helping the homeless of the city. <laughs> you were of just like, I'm gonna like fucking like, do a demo. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm going into the arts. I need a demo, and the best is I'll never forget. He told me during the session. He goes, just so you know, that mic you're singing into. That's the Mike Michael Jackson recorded thriller on. And I no. was like, what? I'm very famous. This is major. Like, I don't know if he was lying to me. He told me he got it in an auction. Hmm. Um, and my mom wasn't there. I remember she, like, dropped me off because, you know, this was work. I didn't need my mom there. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that's pretty chill of him to use, like, a really <laughs> – like expensive memorabilia piece to like, sh- but like, <laughs> record was he some lying to me? Was he probably on. like this dumb fucking eight, 17 year old girl? She'll have no idea. What if I just like make her believe that? And my eyes probably lit up and I was like, oh, wow, what a. What a cool I shouldn't guy. touch it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a photo of like me and this dude. And there's like picture. I took pictures of like the soundboard. I remember because I probably had to like print the pictures and show. My for for my project, the demo's know? not enough. You gotta show <laughs> pictures too, because <laughs> I could have just recorded it at home. I just I don't even remember go. So you had to go in and present to the teachers. I don't even remember this. I hmm. guess I went in in like a cute outfit, and I was like, I recorded a demo. Happy Senior Project Day! Like, and I played it, and we all sat in a room and listened to me sing. Like, I don't because you had to do a presentation. I can't remember what the presentation. <laughs> The presentation sounds like it was just you playing a demo of you singing some Broadway tunes. Being like, "Mm, find me on Broadway in 10 years. You knew what you wanted, you know. I did. I I really, really did. But I also feel bad that I I totally took advantage of like a time where I probably should have done real work and I just did a fucking one day project. You know what I mean? Where I was like, I'm going to sing. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of that student, too. I definitely did the internship at uh, the Syracuse Symphony because I was like, I like band, so I'll just, like, (laughs) 
sit just in the basement of the Syracuse Symphony for a few days. And yeah. There you go. I didn't like school. Like, I wish I just went straight into work. You know what I mean? I always say yeah. that. I was like, ugh, I don't want to take tests and study. I want to just, like, be out there. Be yeah. fucking performing. On Broadway. Yeah. One day I'll be on Broadway and we'll listen to this episode and we'll be like, remember when? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I've given up the, like, do I want to be on Broadway now? No. I want to come back and star on Broadway when I'm a name. Like, I want to already sell the tickets before the show opens. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. That's a boss move. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure Chicago will still be running, and maybe they'll (laughs) still be taking any any woman of any age to be in that show. You know? They really do. Yeah. Chicago will never, never die. No, No. Of course not. All right, that's the episode. Oh, what a great episode. I feel very empowered by Anna and and the women she's worked for. And you know what, Ellen? We're going places, okay? We're going places. I feel it right now. We're going to get some drinks with Anna, some mommy juice. Yeah, the mommy (laughs) juice. Uh, All right, that is it. Guys, go find us on social media. If you'd like to join the Patreon, I mean, she looked great. We look great right now. You know, it's worth it for the video. Uh, And you know what? Maybe some other fun surprises will pop up on there. So check us out at patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. Otherwise, find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. You know, write to us, uh, theunemployedteam at gmail.com. You know, send us some fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.